What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the state of the industry currently is and where it's heading. I mean, where I believe it's heading. Uh, it's heading to a very interesting take. This is a very interesting episode, and I've always wondered how can certain producers or artists or labels and whatnot stay financially well even in the midst of a worldwide pandemic that we're all facing but it always puzzles me and that's something that i was talking about in my previous episode of how edm artists make money where their basic income come from i always wonder how they actually get Pay from the, all this, you know, all these hip hop producers get paid like at least 100 G's just for one song, just to make it for this one hot artist. And I always wondered that. And this is definitely a conversation in which I had to bring Archie with me because obviously Archie has lots of wisdom about all this sort of stuff, including when he was a label owner and also a producer and engineer and some other stuff. So obviously, He's coming along for this episode. And, and of course, we also talk about all the stuff that's currently happening. Um, and all the and all the other stuff that I've learned during this pandemic and how to make this podcast to be where it is, and certain things that I learned from him and from others. And I just managed to talk about that, you know, be free about it and show you guys a new dynamic. Of course, this episode is gonna be a new view of the episode since i actually introduced a a sort of a controller that's called the elgala stream deck in which i managed to control the viewership of my guests and ourselves by just pressing a button i showed how it looks you can guys see it and this is not a sponsored video but i do highly recommend for anybody who is into podcasting and wants to do certain uh, different views I recommend getting that Elgato Stream Deck. And it's definitely helped me out. And it's it's letting me see a different perspective of the of the podcast. So I'm excited to be showing you guys to, to you guys. So be sure to like and subscribe to the channel for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and of course the YouTube channel at lonewolfpod.com that's lonewolfpod.com where you can check all my latest episodes you can also follow me at my social media at wolves and music for any recent updates clips and whatnot and also if you want to hit me up just to talk about you know the next topic i want you to talk about this and or address this and this and that about the state current state of the edm industry or the industry itself or any other technicalities or products whatnot just hit me up and we can discuss it on the next uh, episode okay so without further ado let's get started this is the lone wolf podcast Boom. and it captures to your computer or is just a control surface I guess it's more of a control surface. It's mainly oh. it mainly used for stream deck for streaming. Oh, but yeah. you can use it for Zoom as well as for shortcuts, and you oh, can use cool. it for other stuff. So, I, so I I'm only using it for the simplest stuff, but you can do so much more with this, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, I can actually show you a couple of videos later on um about it because cool. yeah like this is this is like next i was gonna get the 15 buttons of this 
Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, I don't have that much stuff. Like, it's on, usually it's only me and you, and that's it. So I'm just going to get the, the sits button once. It, man, it was still expensive. It was like $100 for this, man. Mm. But there's so much more that you can do with this that it's like, okay, I can see why it's worth the $100 worth, you know? Yeah, simplify everything. You don't have to be thinking about the keyboard. You just like, boom, 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 boom. Exactly like that, bro. Boom, 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 boom. That's it. Uh, so once this episode, uh, once I finish editing this episode, I'm gonna send you the the video of the of the episode, so you can actually see like how how every time we switch talk uh, talkings, like how it it looks, and it just looks very simultaneously. Oh, that's tight work, man. Yeah, because you best now, in your craft, man. That's yeah. what's up, man. I wanna I wanna be good at this podcast game, man. So I I I gotta do what I gotta do, man. If I want to be good at it, if I want to be innovative, want to be and be there, I gotta do. I gotta think stuff outside the box, you know. Yeah, man, I'm digging that, man. Yeah. I love people who invest in their craft, not like other people. Like, can we borrow this or can we do this? Or can we do- <laughs> you want to have a show and borrow all the equipment? And they had a commercial with a guy on the airplane, and the guy was like playing his Game Boy. Yeah, and. The guy sitting next to him, like telling him all the move, like, no, no, do this, do this, do this, do this. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it was like a, a, a slogan, like, when are you ever going to get your own or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like he know everything, but he don't even have one. He can't even buy his own game. Like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. I know so many people that are like that. Like, <laughs> like oh, do this. Oh, go, go turn right. Go turn right. Dude, turn right. Turn right. Turn right. It's like, can you just let me play? <laughs> Seriously, if I want to, if I want to turn left, I'll fucking turn left. If I made a mistake, I'll find out the mistake I made. I don't need your. Yeah. Oh, oh, when I'm playing um, Yu-Gi-Oh, oh, yeah. I've, I've, I'm thankfully nobody's ever done it to me because I will snap back immediately. But I've <laughs> seen people like looking at each other's players, they're right behind, and they're like, "Dude, you should have not done that. You should, you can actually go do this move and then do this combo, combo." And the guy's like. What the fuck? Like, we're playing. Like, get away from me. <laughs> Heck no. That's crazy. Oh, man. Oh, but I I probably have seen it like two or three times in a studio. Yeah. In which uh, an artist wanted on a certain way and the producer's making that certain way how he wants it. Yeah. And then I see the, the manager telling him, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Let's just go this way, this way, this way, this way. They're like, oh, and then the artist is like, all right, let me just record. And then you see the, the manager right behind the producer. <laughs> like an extra ill. Like an extra. Hey, so are you going to are you going to clean that up? I just like, yeah, I'm going to clean that up. Just. Yeah. Can I do it after you finish the vocal? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that, that one didn't sound good. Can we just do that? I guess like. <laughs> can, can I can I do my job and and then I'll, I'll fix it? Yeah, 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 go go go! Yeah, I'm just letting you know, like you know, like that didn't sound right, and you know, I think you can auto tune that a little bit. It's like, uh, no, no, I I got it, I got it. <laughs> All right, cool. You know, I got it. Uh, no, man. Have you ever experienced somebody like that in the studio? Oh yeah, they know how to use your equipment more than you, and they don't even have no equipment. <laughs> 
what <laughs> why are there people like that that actually you know they they believe that they know more than you and then when they, and then we're like all right here you go they're like uh jesus take the wheel i don't know how to drive this <laughs> man hey, that's crazy man my granddad long time ago he used to call people like that uh a storefront he said back in a long time ago in the early days storefront was they have a a, a big old picture nice 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 and then it's just like a big uh like a big poster and you go behind and there's like a you know like a movie prop yeah the front of the movie prop got this elaborate castle and it's nothing but a cardboard you go behind and it's like <laughs> you say those people walking around with freaking big old elaborate ideals and then you look behind and it's like you know like the wizard of Oz. <laughs> He's doing all his jokes. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then was... it's a little midget behind the curtain. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. man, how how do you think the the people come up to that? Like, where do they come from? Like, is it is it more like the homie of the homie, or is it like that's just how most people are? Like those those the people who love to see other people do something that they want to do. They don't have a, the drive to go and do it themselves. So they just analyze every. They like trolls, man. Mm. But they're not on the internet. They just send <laughs> by you. <laughs> <laughs> they trolls, man. <laughs> man. They'll they be screaming at your ears what to do. It's like, oh, you're missing, the, you're missing our $1 million track. It's like, wait, hold on. Hold the fuck up. Is it your $1 million track or is it your artist's $1 million track? That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So I actually want to talk about more about not that because that's actually very interesting that there's like people are like that. But, you know, they're, they're just trying to protect their, their artists. But I do want to talk about that aspect about, you know, these people saying like, yo, that's a million dollar track. Like, how does it work that these producers actually get that money? And how you how you know that these producers actually get, you know, financially well off doing those money? Guys, I'm pretty sure at the beginning, some of these producers are just like us. That we're, you know, we're just earning free stuff until you yeah. until a surf gets popping and popping. Then once you're there, you got now every project they do is like, Oh, I charge a hundred thousand. I charge two hundred thousand. How do they get that money, man? How do they get to get financially paid off like that? Can I ask you a quick question? What's that? Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was like <laughs> we were just like talking to you. He's gonna say, "Oh, no, 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 Wolf, Wolf's good camera. Welcome to another podcast." Man, you skip your intro, man. What happened? Um. Uh, so here's the thing. I'm trying to do a certain new stuff uh, with everybody, not not just you in particular. Mostly by myself, I'll do my little intro. But when I'm with guests, if I'm starting having a conversation and start getting that juice going, and then and so yeah. on and so on, I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop the flow. No, well, I got you, man. I just was, just, I was just like, uh, just, I was like, just keep it going, man. Because <laughs> I saw, you know, in our previous episodes that I recorded with my homie Chavalo, uh, I yeah. saw that. You know, as soon as that he logged in, uh, everything 
we just basically talked for hours. Yeah. And everything that we were talking about was just gold stuff. You know, we were, it was just stuff that you potentially will want to hear on a podcast. And then at, at a certain yeah. point, I told him, it's like, oh, man, we, we've been doing this for an hour or so. Like, yo, let's just stop this now and then let's record another episode because we want to continue yeah. doing it. We were just already in the flow going on and on and on. And right. I kind of want to do that for for guests, like you oh, know, okay. you know, for when there's a guest, let's just start talking about something and just make it feel natural, not not make it feel robotic or stuff. Or no, you know, definitely, 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 I got you. It, you know, it's just like I, I'm noticing some of this stuff as I as I progressively learning more and more on this podcast game. I've seen more that you know you can do the Joe Rogan style of interviewing. And at the same time, you can actually have a, a progressive talking interviewing. Yeah. I, f I found that, you know, you, you can have a little bit of both. That's fine. There's no problem about that. But I find it much more revealing if we do the, you know, the progressive thought. Like just not letting you know that we're recording and we're just recording, basically. And we're just basically talking, 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 talking until, until it's like, hey, man, let's wrap this up. Hey, man. Good, good note. People who ever listen to this podcast, just start natural, man. Don't even say, oh, la, 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 la. Just, just dive into it, man. <laughs> I agree, awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. Because awesome. some of this stuff, um, ah, I mean, this is some of the stuff I learned from my previous podcast with my cousins, you know, the Gitanian squad. Um, most of the time, it felt natural, but at the same time, it didn't feel natural. Right. It felt like very scripted and all. And maybe it's because... I don't know, like I was ready to talk, but it, it was it didn't feel like it was very natural coming from us. It was just like right, we, right. we already know the stuff that we want to talk. It, and when we were transitioning, it kind of felt weird and awkward how we transitioned. Right, right. So now I'm doing all this. And as as the viewers are right now uh, watching this, you notice that I'm actually switching camera views. So this is actually something pretty new. So when my guests are talking. Hey, Archie, you can start talking. They're going to see Archie and any other of my guests. And then you can see me on the little short screen as well, you know? Tight work, man. Yeah, man. I want to keep the focus on my guests, you know? I want my guests to be, like, my number one priority when they're talking to me, you know? And then where we're both talking together, we can put the little two screens together. That's fine. But, you know, I want to make them feel comfortable and special. If I want this podcast to prolong and, and have multiple guests in the future and so, like, There's certain things I got to do and got to invest myself in it. You know, there's little things I learned little by little. Definitely, man. It's the nuances, man. The focus. Learning how to, you know, channel the focus of the whole podcast, man. That's great, man. Awesome. Never thought about it like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is literally months of research. And me watching a lot of podcast shows like the Joe Rogan, the Joe Budden, and... Um, the Brilliant Idiots, Flagrancy 2, like all these shows, like I learned a lot from them. And I suppose from my own EDM shows, like the EDM podcast, um, Back to Back with Willie Joy. And there was another podcast that I actually love to listen. I forgot. It's been a while. But oh, the Ron Burgundy the podcast. But he's just hilarious. He's just a funny show. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, you, you learn certain things, you know. Um, the only difference is... Uh, I guess those people have a better pool than me. I guess socially wise or marketing wise. 
that's one thing that's one thing i'm i'm starting to learn and like i'm trying to see like how can i make this show more marketable or more how do I, how can i get more viewership you know even though i got all of them i got everything on this podcast i get i have my room looks like a studio looks nice got my nice little mic got my guests got you I got the programs. I got all the social media platforms, the Spotify, the iTunes, the SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast, the iHeartRadio, YouTube. I got everything. So what is it that I'm trying I'm failing? What is it that I need to improve myself? And that's the the marketing wise, you know. I'm doing the clips once in a while. That's what I'm definitely going to do a clip uh, on this as well. So I think you get there, man. It's just like the music business. You one song away from hitting, getting a hit record, man. All it takes is one one topic or one time somebody, oh, let me click this and see who this is, and boom, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, go check this guy. I mean, go check this podcast. That's all it takes is the consistency mm. that puts you in a position that the Joe Rogan's in. Joe Rogan never had a podcast before. He was like into... What it was, um, the not the wrestling, but the uh, fear factor, fear factor. And before that, he was doing the comedies. Um, no, the, the he was trying to do the fighting thing with um uh, the UFC. Yeah, the UFC. He was tied into that. Well, he still is, but as a commentator. But I didn't know he was actually like a fighter, fighter. Yeah. So I mean, his by him doing that, as people invested in him, they knew who he was, and so whatever he did to get him in mm-hmm. those places. Even though he did multiple things to end up to a podcast, it was all consistency. It may not have been the thing that um, he wanted to do when he started, but it was like the thing that led to the thing. And the next thing led to the next thing mm-hmm. is like steps, man. If you look back where you first started, you would never think that that little small thing you did would push you to be a producer or a DJ or whatever. It's that one idea or that one person you saw. Like man, I want to do that. Or you heard a a, a a a music piece, or you heard an artist, and like that one idea. You like you just one idea away from just breaking it big, man. That's all it takes, man, to just light that flame, man, and you just keep going and going and going. And before you know it, when you look back, say, man, how did I really get started? And then you'll go back in and see it's the littlest, minute thing that like. Sparked your interest in something, right? Now nah, just then to now, yeah. I guess yeah. Uh, consistency that still is a relevancy in me. Like I'm still keeping these episodes every Friday, nonstop. I can't yeah. stop making it. It's every Friday, it's a brand new episode or a brand new topic. And sometimes I have uh, people like, "Yo, could you? Would you like to come in?" And sometimes they don't show up. Yeah. It's Z reasons, you know, that cannot be fault. And right. at those times, that's why I said myself, like, good thing I actually got a whole list of topics to talk about that I don't have to rely on, um, on a guest for not to show up. If they don't show up, that's fine. I'll just turn on the camera and start recording. That's it. Because if, uh, if I do that, if I rely... I'm like one of these podcasts that they rely on guests as well for to do the show, then 
then you know i'll be i'll be in trouble i'll be like shoot like i need somebody right now like no i can't make it it's like oh crap i can't film the episode until next week when they say they can make it and then so on so on so on i already had two people that cancel me you know or yeah well not more cancel me more like they they just i try to one of them actually told me they couldn't make it for family business that understandable the other one just went no call no show so i just like i'm not gonna bother I, and i'm not the type of person to follow uh, to be on your ass yeah like because i'm i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna let you know hey are you available for fr for sunday yes yeah. you know all right cool sunday at what time perfect i'll i'll text you and then just like we did right now i'll text you hey are you ready yeah, yeah, yeah give me five minutes all right let me know when you're ready man and we'll do it we'll jump on this man yeah definitely man that's one thing I, I i found out when i was doing my label i don't have it now but when i first started um always made sure that whatever i built i was able to even though you can add pieces to your your um your vision people and different ideas and different uh input from other people although you can add all those people mm. you always want to make it to where When everybody leave you, you still can run the business by yourself. So you have to pretty much invest in yourself that much to where you can do it with somebody or you can do it without somebody if it really came down to it. Right. When you invest in people um, to do things that you should already know how to do and you should be doing, when people leave you, your business fail because you haven't invested in yourself first. You went and got, instead of learning about the audio, You went and bought, got a person who know, knows audio and you went and got a person who knows about the camera. You went and got a person who knows about lighting. There's nothing wrong with that at the beginning. But in the end, if you want to be successful, you have to know all these things yourself. And then they then you incorporate other people to your vision. So when they get pissed off or screw you, I ain't recording this weekend. And you haven't did the, the 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 proper studying on your own with the audio. Now you stuck. You can't do a podcast because this cat tripping, or you get mad with the lighting, the lighting, the lightning grip. Oh, I can't do it this weekend. Now you can't set your lights up and have you 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 know your cinematography right on the podcast because this cat don't want to set your light up. So it's always good to know everything that you want to do. So when anybody leave you or the people you bring on your team leave you, you can keep it running by yourself. That's uh, that was always my motto. You don't want to always do that forever because you want people to invest in you. But mm -hmm. at the beginning, you should know every wire, every camera, every audio setup, every light scenario. So you can go set up in the back of your car. If you really had to. You can go set up the podcast in your car on your cell phone. Yeah. And nobody can stop you from moving forward. So, yeah, that's one of the big things I always was like, yeah, know your craft. Oh, uh oh. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. Our good friend Archie uh, has a little webcam problem for a moment. Probably connection. I, he did mention that there was a storm. So we're coming back to it. And we're back. <laughs> back to your topic, man. What was, your... what was the last thing you were talking about? It was uh, uh, you were on the label and then, you know, stuff that you have to learn up on your own. Like you had oh. to learn on your own because, you know, you, you try not to rely on others because, if you know, if others don't come. 
then at least you know what you can do in the meantime. Oh yeah, that that was something that um, I had the passion to want to learn. Having a actual business was secondary. Mm-hmm. Knowing all those things was something I really wanted to learn. It was like it was like making beats. You was excited about finding new sounds. You was excited about VSTs. Oh my gosh, just plug in, do this. Oh my god, boo boo. So it wasn't really work. The putting it putting it together to offer a service to somebody was secondary. I never wanted a business first. I always wanted to learn the the, the intricate parts, all the back end stuff. Right. As a passion for myself, and then when you get a, to a certain level of um, expertise, then you find out people will start paying you for it. And then you say, okay, maybe I need to get me a tax idea and do a little business and try to sell some of these services. And, but it never intended to be something to have a record label, nothing like that. It was just, I got good enough to where people start, you know, oh, you do a beat for my artist. Can you come and help my singer get more confidence in the studio and stuff like that? And so I was doing music and artists like, yo, you know how to run the board? Yeah, I know how to run uh, Control 24, Pro Tools. Yeah, what's yeah. up? And then you just get tied into that 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 whole that, that whole world, man. It's just like you just start mean people and then it just kind of, you know, that's how it happens. Most of the time it becomes like that. It just goes like very naturally, like stuff like that. Just, you know, it happens. You never fought You never started it with something that you thought was gonna potentially earn money. You just that started doing things, and you know, yeah, one thing led to another, and that's actually pretty cool because I actually love doing stuff like that. That I just love doing this. I love to learn new stuff. I learn. I love to do other innovative stuff that gets me going. And you know, when things start to connect two and two together, it makes like some moving. I'm like. I get even more excited and then I get fully more invested into it, you know. Definitely, definitely, man. That's I always was like that, man. It's like I never anybody who says I want to start a record label and have, does does not know anything about music, instrumentation, uh computers, all that stuff, they will always fall short because mm. they will always have to invest in somebody who knows how to do it and they don't know how to do it. Right. So they'll be like the side chick. Yeah, you know, you got to wait on somebody Jesus. else. Come see me. You know, <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I mean? I'll call you when I get ready. <laughs> <laughs> you, Hey, you going to do this for me? You going to do this? Yeah, yeah, but I got to do this. Boom, 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 boom. And then you find yourself a hostage, man. And it's, it doesn't have the the the, the luxury and the 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 luster that you see on TV is like, Oh, I'm a label on it, man. That ain't nothing to be proud about. If you really love that, you don't see yourself as a label owner. You see you yourself. Don't, as you artist. don't even mention about it. It's called humble. You know, just be humble. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need to brag about like, yeah, I'm a music producer. I, I'm a label owner. I'm a label manager. I'm an air. Like no, right. if somebody asks, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm a label owner. I, I got yeah. my label. Yeah. And that's all it is. And people don't realize that a label has nothing to do with your status. Absolutely mm. nothing. All the label does is give you a tax ID to do business with companies. That's all it does. That's it. And you, okay, you master P and P Diddy and all those. 
people, they just kept doing it and got successful at it. Having a label, all it does is give you access to another level of uh, people. That's it. That's all. All it is is a tax ID number. That's it. That's all the LLC is. It's a, a entity that uses the same thing a human does. A human has a social security number. A business has a tax ID. Mm-hmm. And so the same way the business operate, it operates as an entity, like a, a person. It does things the same way a human operates. It's, just, it's the same thing. People, oh, I have my own business. Okay, so what are you doing with it? Like, what business doing what? It's like, you know, what type of avenues? Where, where is your connections at? Like, what what is your business doing? A business does nothing without the person and the people. I so agree. You you have a business, okay? Um, okay. <laughs> is that supposed to make you, uh, you know, better than me? No, no. And especially now, you don't really. The only thing that you need a business for is to cover your butt when you deal with major companies, so they don't take advantage of you. Mm. You won't be a work for hire. So if you do business or have a beat or whatever, and you don't have a business or a company to any document stating that you are registered to defend your claim, if somebody takes something from you, they can just take your music and you can't do nothing. Oh, that's my song. That came out. That I got the stems here on my Pro Tools. But do you have a license? Have you copyrighted it? Is it on BMI? Do you have publishing on it? Oh, uh, no idea. Well, it's technically. It ain't yours. Control. You may be the <laughs> old, the creator, but you don't own it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it, that thing like a wormhole, man, that go deep, man, when you don't have the knowledge. That's why I always say, man, when you do something, make sure you know everything about it before you start to reach out and show people mm-hmm. because they're going to expect you to do what you say you know how to do. Right. I'm a producer. Okay. What you work on? What is this? Boom, boom, boom. And another producer know when you when you ain't really a producer. If you say you make beats, I'll say, yeah, so what you record on? Oh, I got my own computer. Uh, okay. So, yeah. so do I. Where does that leave me? <laughs> what you recording on? You want to record on Pro Tools? FL? Uh, Ableton? Uh, Logic? Uh, Cubase? What, what, what you... Well, I kind of do a little bit of all of them. And um, so you use samples with two DST. I love <laughs> talking to people like that. Like it's it's not to. Well, it's a little a little bit of me. It's me being mean to them and just calling off their bullshit <laughs> and calling and exposing them like, yeah, you're not really. But. I just want to see how far they go. I remember this one time I was talking to somebody, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm making a song with this so-and-so-and-so-and-so. It's like, oh, cool. So, so what DAW you're using? What? What DAW are you using? Oh, yeah, no, no. Like, the guys, we're starting using on on his session. Okay, what <laughs> what session is he using? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's the one that has the, a lot of tracks. It's all gray and everything. It's like, <laughs> that could be any DOS program. That could be Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> when I say DAW program, that's where it's like, oh, you mean program where they use uh, when they make music? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They, they were using um uh, the uh, I think it was like Live Ten. 
It's like, oh, shoot. So you, they're using Ableton, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they were sound designing. Oh, they were just making sounds, man. That They were making some growl sounds, some nasties. It's like, okay. I didn't ask you what, what sounds they were making. I say, what what's their sound design program? They're plugging. I mean, they're using Live 10. That's how they're making their sounds. It's like, oh, for God's sake. They're using massive, and they're using silent. Are you? Are they using serum? And they're using. Yeah. Oh, you mean those? Yeah. Ah, uh, I think massive. Yeah, because it was like the whole time growling and shit. And when I talked to that producer, he was telling me like, "Oh, I wasn't using Ableton. That I was actually using um Logic." <laughs> it was like wow. Yeah. I did like wow, yeah. wow. That's how they do, man. The studio trolls. Hey, you know what? Long time ago, I used to do the same thing too. When I first got started, I used to be in like these studios, man, and they have all these artists come through there. I really didn't have a clue what the heck was going on. Mm-hmm. I just was in the studio and then now chilling. You- yeah, I'm in here with uh, Mr. Cheeks and the Marleys and all yeah. this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, personally, yeah, man, they always in here all the time, man. <laughs> I, I was pretty much the 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 the, the freaking the the friend of the friend, friend of, the, of friend. the friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pulled that crap too long time ago when I was young. Didn't have a clue, man. But <laughs> it's funny. Sometimes I uh, on festivals, I always at like. I always go with the intention of at as if you own the place, even <laughs> on clubs. I still, even though some of them know that I'm a, uh, I used to be a promoter. So obviously I just basically walked in. I, I, I was all uniform. So obviously if I'm all black t-shirt with black jeans and black shoes, like they know that I'm, I'm part of the event. So I just basically yeah. go with, go with my phone. And it's like, what the fuck? Where's this artist? Dude, he's <laughs> supposed to be here now. And then I just went in and the bodyguard is like, oh, shit, I don't want to fuck with him. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, bro. That's funny, man. That's crazy. Hey, man. But hey. (laughs) I I always wonder how, you know, you were talking about all these labels, you know, that they're just basically a tats idea. I could not agree more to it because I don't know. It's gotten to a certain point that because of technology nowadays, do we really need a label? Like we can, it's gotten to the point that we're, we can release music on our own. And then some of these well-known established artists like the Migos or like the Drake, you know, that they were signed to these uh, labels, even though there were, there weren't, there weren't anything bad against it, but they still end up doing their own thing. They're in the, now they're independent and we praised it not about a lot about them. Um, like, I mean, what's the labels are to this day? Because, I mean, how are they getting the money if their big established artists are just doing their own? They, they try to get rid of, they're trying to get out of the contracts because I'm pretty sure they never read these contracts. And that's a huge problem in this industry that people don't read contracts. And they, and they just ship it off to the lawyers like, oh, tell me, is it good or bad? Oh, it's good. Oh, okay, let me sign in blindly without even reading the contract and that's a perfect example of what happened to the meagles and and i i I have to say uh whether you want to blame the the lawyer the lawyer may be fault they go for it get your money if they're stealing for you but you should have read your contract regardless because 
I don't have a lawyer. I don't have money for a lawyer. And I have to read my own contracts. Yeah. And it, sometimes I read it 10 times. I still don't understand. And I read it little by little until I figure out. I was like, oh, okay, so this is exactly what they want. But you have to read it because if you don't, then you're out. You're what you were supposed to earn. What millions of dollars you were earning thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to meet. It, it depends on, well, first of all, just to cover the label part. When you look at a label, you look look at it like this. As a raw picture, an original picture that you give to somebody mm. to build a website. Mm. So you have an idea. This is what I want my label to be. So you get a tax ID. You give it to a, a web designer. You make posters and you try to put out a vision in your head of what you want people to see your label as. So a label is like a guy fishing, putting different baits and throwing them out there and see who bite. When you take all the covering off, just like I say, a label is nothing but a tax ID number. It puts you in a bracket to do business with other companies, meaning um, streaming podcast, movie, licensing, movies, and all this kind of stuff. That's all it does. Give you a tax ID to get into the door. Not to make money, mm. to get into the door where people can have respect and say, okay, well, he actually has a, a, a company. We can work with him because if something happened, we can sue the company and not the person. Okay. So what you do is all the glimpse and, and the, the glamour is just you dressing up your vision, hoping that somebody sees that and say, oh, you went to their website, man, their website dope and all this kind of stuff. And I want to be a part of that. That's all it is. There's a lot of people who have dope websites and they working out of their crib. Don't have a building. Don't have nothing. You actually don't really need a building to have a company. You can have a home business. So it's really, it, back to your question, it, it depends on if, oh man, it keep going back to the individual because it depends on what you consider yourself and what you're trying to do when you say you have a label or a company. If you're a flower guy, you you paint cars or car wash, you have to know what you're going into and you don't have to know what content you're pushing out to grab people's mm. attention. So it... I don't know, man. That's a, it's not a tricky question, but it's a, it's a tricky question because there are a lot of labels that have no artists. And then there's labels that have artists. There's labels that just do compilations. Oh, I'll put your CD out in Russia. All I want is two points because I have a link in Russia. So they can take your mix CD from a company, a compilation, who don't have access to Russia or Yugoslavia or something, and I can yeah. put it in, and I can, that's another label. They can take uh, material that's exhausted in Miami, Florida, and in, in New York, and go push it to a place that don't know what the heck going on. You know what I mean? And they don't be, have artists. Yeah, everybody be listening to it. The hot, the hot stuff for them is the old stuff for us. Right. So, I mean, just like over in China, they love hip hop more than the actual hip hoppers that's in New York. And, and 
Dude, oh, they be wearing the clothes, the shoes. Japan hip hop is big as well. Like Japan, they love the underground hip hop. Like they love the street hip hop. They still break dancing and stuff. Yeah. Kind of they like, and we ain't even think about no break dancing. We doing some other job. Yeah. Like they <laughs> love that old school hip hop, bro. Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z is super huge, but you bring Jay-Z to Japan, sold out. And I'm yeah. at what I, sold out. Matter of seconds, sold out. Yeah. And then imagine how many people are going to open up for Jay-Z. How many hip-hop artists, even from their own country? Because obviously, I heard some of these uh, Japanese rappers. Mm. Bro, their bars are fire. Like they drop the heat on those bars, and I fuck with that whole lo-fi hip hop. Yeah, because it's so it's so elegant, and smooth, but it talks about more about life, like your shortcomings, your upcomings, and all this shit that's happening surrounding you, and all, 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 all. That shit is amazing, and I and I applaud them that you know they that we started something, and then they they kept it going alive you know it's very hard to hear um nowadays hip-hop artists you know singing some of that true elegancy you know like jay-z there's what else can he talk about like right now he's talk about like when he's complete he was completely broke to all the way to now i'm a now i'm a mago i'm a business owner i'm a company i own this and shit and that what else can he talk about like there's there's not that much he can talk about i mean even as well as with Little Wayne, and Little Wayne's a, a straight up freestyler. But what else can he talk? It's, yeah, it's really nothing they do. Once you reach a point of your success to where you can't put anything out to make money, it's like it's like a model who used to be the face of uh, a Vogue uh, or cover Vogue, Vogue or something like that. Sooner or later, it's gonna be somebody else that's gonna come, or you just get to the to the height of your career where they just tired of seeing your face. I don't care how good you look. It's just, that just will happen. Mm-hmm. And you can keep your body in tip shop shape. And other. Just think about Jennifer Lopez. When Jennifer Lopez first came out, man, she was on everything. Mm-hmm. And she's still popular now, but they just don't want to see Jennifer Lopez selling no perfume. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, they want to see Kylie Jenner, who is not talented Jennifer Lopez, but Kylie Jenner is on a a new wave of 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 like the new generation of what they consider um making it up. Yeah. What the new Hollywood looks like. It don't look like it used to with Marilyn Monroe and all of them. It was all glamour. And now it's just like how much you can show me within the first two seconds for me to get be interested. Yeah, it is all takes those few seconds. Okay. Yeah, they don't care about your history. They care about that after they any new artist is like, even like with the girls, any new female artist who make it big, they you literally have to show your body almost naked before they can gravitate to you. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Meg The Stallion, City Girls, like you have to be talking. Cat, like, yeah, yeah, it's like you. You can't it's Rihanna, like, Beyonce, like we could go on. 
It, that's that's the new wave. If you don't show me what I can get in two seconds, I'm not interested. I don't care how you came up from the hood and all. I listen to that two years down the line. Well, if I'm once I'm exhausted of looking at your body, okay, I'm tired of looking at you. So where you were from? How did you get started? You know, they don't care about that at, at the beginning. Right. And it's crazy when you talk about Japan keeping the culture. That's what we should have did. Music. Yeah. Music has went so out of the way now until melody is controlling the minds of people, not content. Because if you listen to the content, all they're talking about is vulgar crap. If you really listen to it and take the instrumental off, they talking about dope, screwing chicks, dope game, killing. If you really listen to it. So I know I don't want to listen to that over and over and over and over again. It's the it's the melody. It's almost like hypnotism, man. Once you get that melody that grabs that subconscious, yeah, it's yeah. It, it there's a there's a study behind that. Um, I have actually noticed that there's a certain chord progression that over the years it's being used on multiple multiple songs. That same chord progression, different songs. Nobody has ever noticed it. Until somebody put a YouTube video of four minutes with that same chord progression going pam 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 and you hear the guys playing that and hear them singing the song from that. And then mm-hmm. there's like 17 different songs on that same chord progression. The reason behind it, obviously, um, it grabs your attention. It's a uh, it's like you said, it's like something about the chord progression the melody that sparked your interest because it sounds dope it sounds like ooh, groovy oh shit let me let me take a hear that and every producer and artist do it on every other songs like i can tell you like i can put you five different songs out there and they all came from the same producer with this and he just basically used the same same melody but it's just a different sound you don't even realize it. Like Mustard on the beat. Tell yeah. me, tell me that all his intros starts the same way and the drops start the same way. Like you hear the little little beat, the little melody, it goes mustard on the beat. And then and then the drop just go and then the clap starts going. And then it goes hard with the with the kids. Look at all mustards in the beat songs. They're all the same. They're all the same, and but but it grabs the attention. Yeah, it definitely does. Freaking hypnotism, man. That's all, that's all it is. But I'm always wondering how do those guys not? Maybe it's maybe it's because we already covered it. But how do those guys get paid so much versus some of these EDM artists don't get they get paid a dime like. I can tell you that uh, maybe it's the level of labels or maybe it's the um, the level of money each label has as one can provide something. Like that. Because I know that I have homies that they're they have like 80,000 followers touring all the time. And obviously due to the pandemic, their tours got shut down. So mm-hmm. I always know that their source of income comes from merchant touring. Not for production, because uh, in the previous episode, I explained how uh, EDM artists come, 
gets her main income, not from music, but for for touring and shit, whatnot. And I did the math that you know, as an EDM art producer making a song, you make a you make like nothing because the distribution gets a cut, the label gets a cut, your reps gets a cut, um, the platforms that you're using gets a cut. Like it, you end up getting like less than a cent of one song if you sell it for one dollar, less than a cent. So I always wonder how these hip hop guys are well financially well off that they don't have to go anywhere. They don't tour on any of that. They just, oh, who needs a beat? Got you. I'm over there. Make the beat. Here you go. Here's your money. Thank you. I'm out. And they got the money. How do like, it's very puzzling to me. I never understood that. Well, from my experience, it's like, um, and to be honest, I'm going to tell you the truth. Mm. It's like, okay, I'm going to give you an example. You're a producer. You know the fundamentals. You know how to make a song. You know how to make a beat, right? If they see you standing by Dead Mouse, do you think your popularity your pop popularity would increase? Then he recognizes you. You like, yo, what's up? No, Ralph, this, this is my homeboy. Do you think your popularity would increase if they see you hanging out with Dead Mouse on MTV? Absolutely. The whole and that's with no money, no nothing, no just nothing. being by him. You really feel that your popularity would increase? Uh, personally, I will. I think I will. As people that's were seeing how. me, people were like, oh, shit, this guy fucks with that mouse. That mouse fucks with this guy. That's how they get it. <laughs> that's that's how you get the money. It's who you know. Uh, it all goes back to who you know. That's how it works. All you got to do is know the fundamental. That's why I always tell you. When you do anything, make sure you know everything about what you're doing. Make sure you own your craft, because when you get around somebody and they ask you to do something and you know how to do it, it could change your life instantly. All you have to do is be around the right person or get in the right room. Right. That's it. But that comes along with years and years of, of establishing a, a relationship as a. Uh, a foundation, something that you know it it can be, it can be concrete, you know. Yeah, it's working with past. I mean, just like now, nobody's making you go look at mics, get lighting, get a new control interface. Nobody's making you do that. You're not doing that so you can go on, on a park and say, "Yo, look what I got! Look at me!" You keep doing that, investing, and you get in the right room and. Somebody say, oh, do anybody know how to use this little interface? I just got an Elgato. And you say, I know how to use it. Yo, yo, come here, come here. Boom, boom. And the littlest thing is like you being made from the mob. <laughs> I mean, sometimes your wisdoms just, I have no words about it, man. You always come up with some of the most amazing words of wisdoms. Like you, you come up with the perfect analogies, like. And it's true because uh, there were a couple of times in which I was doing recording uh, DJ sets. Nobody knew how to do that until one of the promoters. I told one of the promoters, I was like, oh, yo, yeah, that's pretty easy. You just hooked that up to the mixer and you're good to go. And they're like, oh, really? Can you do it? Look, I'll pay you. I'll give you $100 for it. And can you like, sure, I can do that. I hooked that up 
and put it on my computer and I re start recording, man. <laughs> and I just and I just backstage open bar. Hey, you good? You good? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm just making sure that the recording is good. Bro, at the most easiest money I've ever made in my entire life. And all I had to do is just came, bring my controller, hook it up to the mixer and let the DJ record. Oh, because the, the thing is that not only do they want to record the DJ set, but they also want to record the interaction with the crowd. Right. That was a whole different ballpark. So I had to bring my, my own mic. I just put the mic like right in the front, in front of the DJ uh, booth where the people is at and record one to the mic to the audio interface on one channel and the other channel record the DJ booth. Yeah. Press record. You're good. Seven hours doing that, bro. <laughs> but you know what? It was the best $100 ever because I was fed. I had bad stage all around. Um, open bar. I couldn't complain. They just like, yo, can you do that for the next one? The next one's like, hit me up. That's all it takes, man. And that's all it takes, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's all. That's it. That's the mystery. You just have to be so invested in your craft until the day comes and somebody asks you to do something that you've been doing for I don't know how long, and they're gonna think they found gold. You know how to do that. Go ahead, come on. That's why you gotta always. You got to really know what you're doing. You you have to, when a new VST come out of something, it's a reason why you get excited. Not that you always going to buy it. It's like, oh, did you hear that? No, I ain't. And then you go look at it. Yeah. You may not even buy it, but just the passion to just want to see it and see how it works. If you don't have that, you, you, you're going to have a short career, man. I agree. By the way, there's a, there's a, there's a name for that. It's called uh, Plug-in Junkie. <laughs> When you hear the latest plug-in and you're like, holy shit, look how cool this sounds. And you just want it. How many times have I showed you like, yo, this is next level than Serum. Yo, yeah. this is next level resampling. Yo, this is sick. Like I always, always yeah. shows you like, um, and I, and, and, and sometimes I even st stick with those because obviously you always want to balance it out. It's like, is it really worth it or is it is it like more like, you know, is it easy to do? Is it easier to learn? Yeah. But I, well, yeah, maybe I haven't looked at it at that perspective. Maybe because I was more focused into uh, what they were making and uh, how the hell they're making this much when, you know, and they're still and they're financially good right now. Like they don't they're they're good with the, where, where they are versus EDM artists right now are on a crisis like they literally don't know when their next meal is and some of them live here in the states through visa yeah and it sucks that some of these that are homies of mine you know i love those guys and they're like they cannot and worst part is that they cannot uh apply for another job because their visa says you're here because of this yeah and some of, the, some of the things that they're doing right now is basically like uh, private tutorings, charging like hundred bucks an hour, you know, like, and then sample packs, like making sample packs like crazy. And obviously that's a quick money because like, yeah, that's what we always say, like, man, like people just when you hear a famous Skrillex's 
sample pack. Everybody's going to lose their shit because everybody want to sound like Squirrels, but Squirrels is just giving away shit that he's not going to use or he already used. He's just <laughs> earning money out of it. Yeah. And the uh, private tutoring is like, who doesn't want to be a mentor by Squirrels? Yeah. Like, hell yeah. But it's like stuff like that that they're, they have to do and they're currently doing for them to be like, try to get the next meal, you know? Yeah. It's just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just shocked at how these hip hop producers are just, you know, we good. That they're good financially. No, I mean, a lot of them, I know you could, uh, I'm going to put it to you like this. Let's just say right now, just say our average income for middle class, just to say he make $60,000 a year, right? Mm-hmm. And to us, that may be not that much money, right? And so to you, that's almost like if you make some bad investments, you could be living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people doing that. A millionaire, a person who make a million dollars a year is doing the same thing. They just can get more expensive stuff than you get. You get the introduction iPhone. They get the iPhone XL. You drive a Ford, he drive a Ferrari. You got a condo, he got a mansion. His bills are the same as our bills. To them, making a million dollars a year, they consider themselves broke. Mm, that broke because they level of, of, of materials mm-hmm. adds up the same way our level of materials add up. If you tell P. Diddy he got a million dollars in the bank, he filing bankruptcy. You tell us we getting a million dollars, we finna be backflip telling my mama you ain't got to work no more. For real. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you see them riding in cars and Ferraris and all this, it's the same way we feel riding in our car. They probably don't know where they're going to get their next money from. But it's just on another level and it looks bigger because they have better things. Mm. Just like we pay, live in paycheck to paycheck, they live in paycheck to paycheck because they $20,000 a month crib, they barely paying that. But it just looked like they live in lavish life because the, the materials are better, but it's really not. They're doing the, the same thing we're doing. They just got better stuff. Cut. <laughs> They getting pissed off driving home in a Ferrari. I don't know how I'm gonna pay this freaking car. No, all these I can't cut my grass. I'm gonna get pushed out of the the um the vicinity because they say I need to pay thirty thousand dollars a month for the freaking yard man and all this. The same thing. They broke but rich. You, you know, not really rich. It's just on another level of broke. Right. It's just it's weird how it looks. You know, looks looks can be deceiving. It's incredible. It, it, it is. Why you think big business owners file bankruptcy? Mm-hmm. And if you go to the, the people who file bankruptcy, if you go to their house, you'll think, how in the heck you find a bankruptcy? Are you keeping all this crap? They can't afford it. They live in paycheck to paycheck, but they just have accumulated um, assets that are just better than ours. You record on the audio technical, you go in his studio, He's he got, got a, a shirt, a sh- electro voice. He got a shoe. Yeah, he got a blue. Uh, he got a doggone Newman $10,999 Newman yeah. in there. But 
you think he living good, but he living the same way you living. Mm. He just got better things. I want better things. But you can have the better things and still be pressured and broke. If True. you make a million dollars a year, you can afford a Ferrari. You're going to pay that $5,000 a month note, barely, but you'll still be driving a Ferrari. And you, when you go to the party, they're going to see you with the Ferrari and all that. Oh, man, I wish I was driving that. Boom, boom, boom. Mm. But they don't know you living paycheck to paycheck, too. You just got a more expensive bills than I got. And that's one of the biggest uh, misconceptions about people. Like, they believe that just because, you know, we got this, this, and that, we're living in the lavish styles. Like, nah, bro. Like, we're we're just as broke as you, man. Only a different level. Yeah, that's it. And a lot of the producers, like I said, is like, um, they holding the money on their ear, a hundred grand on, you know, IG, going to the car lot, buying cars. But see, the people who doing that, are not the mainstream artists. Mm. They tied to some other stuff. Not you don't really. see. You don't see. Um, uh, Beyonce, Holmes, Fifty Cent, and all them with a stack on their face. <laughs> People who really got money don't show it. People who don't have I, money, yes, that's one hundred percent true. I agree to that. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks at deceiving, man. The girl you thought was so sexy, and when you get with her, you find out she ain't bought nothing. It's like everybody looking at you. Oh, man, you got a dumb bug. And you like, like, yeah, you man. live with her for a month. And yeah. you tell me like, you need. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all basically like. It's Photoshop, man. Yeah, Photoshop. Photoshop until you're living at it. It's oh, it's all Photoshop. That's all it is, man. I mean, we all we, we all do it. When you build your website, do you put your original content on it, or you put some lavish things flying around and doing all it? And it's amazing that people will are much more attractive of that Photoshop version than putting out content of your, you know, your of your content itself, like music or videos or whatnot, or pictures. Right. Like they rather see that Photoshop lifestyle and they are willing really more accepted to that. than you actually putting something good out there that people will like resonating yeah. in that. Like, no, nah, we prefer the Photoshop. Yeah. We like, we like to live in, people don't want to live in reality. They want to live in fantasy. They want to always be drunk mentally. Yes. They don't want to hear the truth. Yes. They don't want to they don't want to hear that their life is really nothing. They want to keep being in their room doing thirst trap the girls so they can be something that they really not. They get all dressed up on IG and all the boys hollering at them and all this kind of stuff. And on social media, they this crazy person. But then if you look in the corner of the camera, You'll see a pile of clothes, a empty shoe boss, a junkie everywhere. Look at the finest girls you see on there. And you really look in the camera. You can look at their house and tell if they really doing it like that. It's all smoke and mirrors, man. 
I don't know how we even make it. I don't know how we, we made it to that point that, you know, let's put those smoking mirrors into something that's um, instant gratification of it. Just it because nobody wants to see the truth. They all they feel more comfortable. Oh, living a lie than living, living with the truth. Yeah. This that's just that's just the way it is, man. You know, nobody want to get old. Nobody want to die. Nobody want to eat the right food. Yeah, that reminds even me. Even they know, yeah. So of Cardi know. B, that reminds me of Cardi B crying like a couple, uh, like a month, like a couple of months ago, crying that she's eating cereal and she's like crying. It's like I don't want to eat cereal. I want to eat. Sushi, man. I want to eat real food, not this cereal. I miss eating <laughs> sushi and shit. I was like, the fuck is wrong with eating cereal? What are you, bougie? <laughs> you went all bougie and shit. Get the fuck out of here. The sushi. You be crying about sushi like you can't you can't eat cereal for one day. Like, oh, God. Shoot, man, I didn't came home thinking about it. I want to eat cereal for dinner. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, man, shoot, man. Cereal, man, shoot. That's something I be thinking about. Oh, Maybe I eat some cereal yeah. tonight, man. The, <laughs> other day, the other day, I just served myself a bowl of cereal, frosted flakes with almond milk, and I was like, God damn, bro, this shit is good. I yeah. want more. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. They want to stay in the fantasy world, man. That's all it is. Before before we wrap this up, um, I want to actually give a little quick touch about the... I know we're kind of a little bit late about it, but people are still talking about it. Um, About the WAP song. What are your thoughts about the WAP song? The WAP song? You never heard of the WAP song? The no. Cardi, the Cardi B and Mega The Stallion? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I saw the video. Wet ass. Bro, they broke the internet with that song because it had people talking about it due to the fact that it's offensive. I don't want my girl listening to that. What kind of shit is that? Why are they talking about this, this, and that? That's nasty. I'm like, you motherfucking hypocrite. <laughs> You're you're against listening Cardi B and Megan Sign talk about their their downstairs, but you got no problem with, with listening to Takashi Sits Nine with gangbang and shit, or the Migos going pulling up with drugs and shit and whatnot, or future. Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Like, this is not this is nothing compared to what we heard. In fact, in the old days on 50 music, Eminem. <laughs> Little Wayne that we heard way worse than that. DMX, Snoop, bro, Snoop Dogg and the what? What was that song with Snoop Dogg? You know, ain't no fun if the homies can't have. Yeah, 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 no no yeah. fun. Are you telling me that that's not offensive? But oh shit, Cardi B and the Mental Sentence WAP song is extremely offensive. Get the fuck out of here, bro. They just happen to be talking about their stuff. Like, what other rapper has never talked about their, you know, their 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 dingus and put it on some girls and stuff? <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. 
So many hypocrites out there, bro. Seriously. Oh man. Dude. They wanna they wanna they wanna listen to that behind closed doors because a lot of a lot of girls like that, but they don't want everybody to know that they like it. And it, they don't want it to become popular because it's gonna <laughs> bring them out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, but it isn't isn't it just like the same thing as 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 guys talking about their dicks and shit like that. I mean, that's been going on for years and years. They just they they want to make it that they okay. want to make it OK, just like the guys made it OK to talk about that. Yeah, they they wanted to appear to be so outrageous. But it's what they've been listening to the last decade. Mm. But when it start touching home, then it gets offensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if a girl do a certain thing behind closed doors with you, she'll get pissed off if you tell somebody out in the open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, as long as behind closed doors, it's fine. But when you put things out that touch home, it get offensive because they don't want people to know they interested in that. But they wouldn't have put it out if people wasn't interested in it. Trust me, they then went through every ring and say, "Okay, if we put this out like this, it's going to offend them. It's going to make them gravitate. It's, it's going to break the Internet. I mean, the, good job on, the, on their marketing team, on their reps for doing shit like that, because they got the people talking about it. Yeah. They, so but, I mean, just but what about these art rappers? Like they talk about drugs. It's like, oh, I hit the molly on the floor, blah 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 blah. blah. And then you got, and then I mean, I guess it takes the same thing. Like I don't, I don't want to let anybody know. I'll take month. Full disclaimer, guys. Do not take my words out of uh, literally. I do not take drugs. This is just an example of me saying, like, oh yeah, I want to take molly. Just like uh, some of you dumb idiot kids takes drugs for. <laughs> Because little Zen and smart perp and little pup pert and little patatu tata and Kakashi nana says like you <laughs> I take drugs, you know. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't like seeing themselves on TV. And so when you get so infatuated with social media, it's like I said, when they do all these things to be somebody that they not, and they portray this personality on social media, yeah. and in reality, they're not really like that. When somebody exploits it, it makes them feel uncomfortable because they doing what you're doing on IG and social media to you mentally, you think that it's staying low key because it's not mainstream. But when it go mainstream, mm. it feels offensive. Because now it's popular. And so the thing that you used to do behind little sneaky rooms and, and Snapchat. Now everybody knows. Private that. Snapchat is out in the open. It's making you feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm exposed. But it's all a brainwashing of social media. Yeah. When you believe you somebody, you're not. You believe you that person. And so when you believe you that person and it's exploited, Mentally, you think that you getting found out, but you really not. It's just like you've been doing it secretly on IG, hitting people on the DMs, doing all this stuff. 
But when it gets exploited to a level where Nicki Minaj and this mainstream, oh my gosh, this is so offensive. But you've been doing it for the past decade. But it's so mentally painful because when you get brainwashed by um, the internet and believing that you're somebody you're not, and when somebody who mainstream take your ideas and put them on front street, it feels a, it feel like it they putting you out, mm-hmm. like they pulling you out the closet. So mentally, you think somebody found you out because you mentally kind of brainwashed to thinking that you've been doing it in secret. This whole mental thing going on when people find that offensive. They used to find twerking offensive. Now they got twerking classes all on the base. Yep. Look, girls twerking what they but like, why is that so offensive? Now you twerk classes, look girl doing it, and but now it's not offensive. I guess I mean, I guess it's one of those certain uh conundrums in which you know eventually it has to come out so that way people can be okay. And yes, at that point, people will be mad about it, people will talk about it, but eventually it's gonna break it down to the new norm. Just like you say with the twerk. I, bro, I guarantee you, back in my day when I was a teenager and shit, my mom believed that twerking at that time was like very upset, uh, offensive. It's like, why would yeah. little girls do shit like that? And I was it's like, I don't know. Man, now as an adult, now she finds twerking fun. She's like, one of twice. It's like, what the fuck? And oh, and just like uh, hip hop music and rappers, like I used to listen to some hip hop uh, rappers with my mom in the car. And then she's like, why are you listening to this? This is it's thrilling too much. Years later, the same artist and she's now she has it on her phone. I'm like, what the fuck? Back in the day, you were grilling me, giving me shit about me listening to this. Song. Now he's one your favorite rapper. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, hey. Be very afraid, man, because before do you, do you see what Nick when um Takashi came out with that video with Nicki Minaj, she was pretty much butt naked, and all she did was have a little thing over her nipples. Yeah. So she pretty much naked. Now with the, the language, you can you imagine what's gonna come after that? You're just gonna be straight pornography on the TV. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna go that far because we still I mean the pornography industry is is has its own fin, and that's the only fin that's allowed to be that. Like that's the only time we're allowed you to film completely butt ass naked, nude all the way. But I get what you're going through because HBO is going through that route, and it's been happening with not just Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was just a show that actually they pushed the boundaries of see how much how much nudity we can throw with people giving heads and fucking each other and dudes fucking each other, girls fucking each other, like like orgies and shit and whatnot. Game of Thrones was just one show. There were multiple shows. See, people don't realize that it's been going up for, for a while in HBO and, and HBO is just, all right, now we're putting it on other shows. Now we're actually making it feel norm. And yeah, and yeah it may be going to that direction in which yeah, it's going to get to the point in which they can shoot a music video and the girl's all naked. Yeah, I mean, dude, like they had shows where the girls are completely naked, but would have body paint on. Right. But they naked. Yeah. 
What's the difference? They was completely naked. They just had body paint on. Yeah, I guess it's that whole yeah, the whole new norm of waves. Every every generation or so, a uh, new norm comes out, and this is now the new the normal. Back in the day, it wasn't like this, but now it is like this. By the day, this wasn't allowed. Now we're allowing it, and I guess it's it's getting to a point. See how far can the envelope be pushed? Dude, can you imagine what's coming after this? No, that's what I'm I, telling you. It I, can't go I, nowhere I, but to that. I, There's nowhere it can go. That's this only once they get you um, to accept the language. Once they you accept the nudity, then the only thing left is to go higher. That's just to be. Oh, she. There's nothing wrong. She's naked, but she got a silk shirt on. But you can see everything. I it's gonna get to a point where it's just gonna be like. I don't know what's the next envelope after that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's going, it got to go that way. I guess that's where the porn industry will be. The, the new, next the, huge the, thing. Yeah. Well, it's already huge. Well, it's huge, it's but now it's going to be part of the mainstream. Green. Yeah. Because it's all, porn industry has always been there. Yes. But it's all, it always had their own industry. Like it's always been secluded from everybody because everybody put porn as of like, no, that's bad, blah, blah, blah. We have nothing to do with it. It's going to get to that point. Like it will eventually become normal. I mean, look at all these porn stars right now. Like, you know, you got the Sasha Grace and the, and the other, ah, fuck, the Mia Khalifa. I don't like to talk about her. She's a, just a faker. But other porn stars like them. They're, that they quit porn stars and now they're act they're doing acting roles. The next dude, the, it's funny to say because they're gonna start in order to like I said with the artist in order for a female artist to come out she got to show all her body. So now what they're gonna have to do the writers who write those scenes for those industries or for the X industry are gonna start writing scenes for mainstream subconsciously the movements the speaking how they interact to make your mind think it's one of those movies but it's really not but subconsciously it's showing you the same thing they do they just clothe and they're going to start writing like that they're already showing the nudity they're already showing the vulgar you're already in the vulgar language all is left now is the script writing Look at commercials that sell hot dogs and hamburgers. The girl on the bikinis and all this kind of stuff. It's gone now. I agree. <laughs> so just be prepared. Well, man, we're going to wrap this up, man. Um, it's been great talking to you, bro. Thank you very much for coming to this episode, man. Um, no problem, man. And yeah, guys, like any recommendations that we can give into this? Uh... I don't know. I don't have anything to recommend. Uh, any advice you want to give out for what we talk about? I would say um, perfect your craft, perfect your originality, embrace your own personality and yourself. That's going to be the thing that make you stand out from everybody else. Because Everybody else is doing what the next person is doing. But if you do what you do, you would stand out because you're different and nobody can do 
or be you. So that's the best thing you could do. Embrace your own originality. I'm with you, man. I got nothing against it. Follow, follow your own craft. Master your own craft, man. And eventually yeah. you'll get to wherever you got to get to, man. Whether it's on music, whether it's on DJ, whether it's on production, engineering, or any other goals. Just master your craft and just be persistent and consistent about it. And don't stop, man. Above all, be humble. Don't brag about it. Don't tell everybody. If somebody asks you what you do, you tell them. But if nobody asks, don't let them find you. Let them find out about you. You know, makes it much more interesting and makes you makes makes it more like I want to hear and see more about this guy. Yeah. So thanks, RG man. Um, we'll wrap this up. We'll leave it like this here. So thank you guys for listening. And remember, it's a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So be sure to like subscribe at your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and of course the YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com. And comment down below. Let us know your thoughts. Your share your experiences. Let us know if you guys have a certain topic you guys want us to talk about. We'll talk about it in the next topic. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys in the next one. All right, peace out. Thank <laughs> you.